you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Listen, we're not the weather channel, although one of these days I'd like to be Jim Cantori in another life. But weather is going to be the story this coming Saturday. Welcome to NFL Now. We are Storm Trackers. My name is Andrew Siciliano. This man right here is Steve White, who is going to be on the sidelines Saturday evening when we celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception in Pittsburgh. Steve, I'm looking at the forecast now. It is going to be a high of 12, a low of 10 with wind gusts at 40 miles an hour. Are you ready? Am I? Who the hell is going to be ready for that? I mean, I've got all this stuff, but I am soft, man. But I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm admittedly soft, but there's going to be a lot of other people working oh. harder than me. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be there trying to talk football. Steve bought one of those vests that you could put under your jacket. Battery, you battery operated. You, you better, better put it. that thing into concur and get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The question is, who's going to start a quarterback with Steve on the sideline? And it looks as if it is going to be Kenny Pickett. He has not officially, officially clear concussion protocol. But Mike Tomlin says he does expect Pickett to start after sitting out this past week. And Mitch Trubisky got the win for the Steelers in Carolina. Meantime, the first game of the week is going to be Thursday at MetLife Stadium. And it's going to be Zach Wilson at quarterback as Robert Sala says Mike White is still not cleared and still not good to go. So another start for Zach Wilson against Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. And Jalen Hurts status is very much up in the air for the Eagles game Saturday against the Cowboys. Nick Sirianni did confirm today what we told you yesterday. It is a sprained right shoulder. I do not put it past Jalen Hurts. I don't put anything past Jalen Hurts um, as far as his mental and physical toughness. So there's a chance he could play this week. And so um, he is one of the toughest guys I know. Um, And he heals fast. He's a freak. His body is not like, pardon me, yours or mine. Right? And so I'm... I'm shaming myself there a little bit too. His body's not like ours. Um, he heals fast. I didn't. He came back fast from his injury last year, um, and you know I don't. I don't. I will not rule him out. I will not put a timetable on him. Um, and we'll see. We'll see what happens this week. But both guys will be. He'll be ready to go if if he can play this week. And so will uh, so will Gardner. I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling better fine. Better than it did Sunday. Or? It's a it's a it's a week where we're keeping everything business as usual. Um, I know we're playing a really good team, a really good opponent, and doing everything we can on a short week uh, to be at at full um, full health. A win for the Eagles would wrap up home field in the one seed throughout the NFC playoffs. But is it going to be Gardner Minshew or Jalen Hurts? Mike Garofolo, James Palmer with us now. Mike, uh, are they really going to put him out there with that injury? I mean, don't you just say Gardner Minshew, cross your fingers and hope we get the one seed? 
Yeah, which is what they did last year when the team faced the Jets and they came away with a victory. Now I expect this game to be uh, a bigger challenge than the 2021 Jets were for Gardner Minshew, but he's a guy that you brought in for a reason because you can rely on him in situations such as these. And I know that the Eagles would love Jalen Hurts to be out there and continue his MVP push, but I also know that they would love to have him healthy for the postseason, right? That's the biggest uh, goal here. And uh, all indications when we reported yesterday that he was very much in doubt for this week. Weekend, uh, were that they were going to say, well, we want him to be fully healthy, which nobody's ever really fully healthy once they suffer something like this. But the point is, can he do everything he needs to do to be effective, number one, but also to protect himself? So I understand Jalen Hurts is tough physically and mentally. I am not calling that into question at all. I'm sure he's going to do as much rehab as he can. He's going to listen to as much Anita Baker as he possibly can, James Palmer, to get himself in the mental and physical state to play this game, but I still expect it to be Gardner Minshew. Well, if you expect it to be Gardner Minshew, Mike, you mentioned that Jets game a season ago. Who went off catching the football from Gardner Minshew in that game? It was Dallas Goddard with his best game of his career, 105 receiving yards, and the only game he's had two touchdowns in in his NFL career. He comes back for this game, and whoever's playing quarterback, he is a massive boost for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles in that building believe that he has an argument to be the best tight end in all of football because of his versatile as he is. And you talk to offensive coordinator Shane Steich, and he'll tell you that they use him in the screen game. They use him as a vertical threat. This sounds crazy. He's one of the best vertical threats in the NFL. And they use him in the intermediate passing game as well, as well as a great blocker in the run game as well. So he does all those different things for them. But the other added aspect of things are the five games that he missed you saw them change the way they did some things with their formation, Steve, change the way they did some things with their personnel. That allows them, they believe, to be more complex now that other guys stepped up in his absence. Now he returns. Guys like Quez Watkins, a little more confidence, running backs catching the football. They feel like they can do more now that he's back. Yeah, a lot of things going on. I'm going to sample Anita Baker and try to give you, giving you the best that I've got <laughs> right here. And so, <laughs> so the Dallas Cowboys, you know, let, let's take a look from this perspective because now you still have to, to plan that Jalen Hurts – is going to come in and play quarterback. Even if he doesn't, you know, the, the Eagles are not going to change their offense that much. You, you talk about the addition of Dallas Goddard. That's just something else they've got a scheme for. And they're nicked up on defense. But this is where the Cowboys have got to focus on themselves and to get their run defense intact. You don't know if Leighton Vander Esch, who had that neck injury, is going to be in there. They have been vulnerable up the middle in the run game. So they have got to work on that aspect of it because – you saw A.J. Brown right there. You see some things in the passing game. Again, you're Dallas. You focus on fixing your run defense. Your passing game, you slipped up last week against Jacksonville in some elements, but a lot of that was due to some turnovers as well. You fix that run game. Maybe you slow some things down. Philadelphia likes to do with Gardner Minshew so they don't put too much on him. Put the game on his arm if he's the guy who plays, and then you see what happens. Surprised you didn't go sweet love. You went giving you sweet the Sweet love. I good. knew you were going to say that. You know. He's going to get given from the copyright police. Be careful there, Mike. Um, yeah. You can see the oh, no, no one thinks that sounds like Anita Baker. Don't worry. <laughs> hey. Hey. We love you guys. Thank you. Let's get to Monday Night Football. It was cold at Lambeau. Not as cold as we're going to see on Saturday, but it was cold last night. 
Rams landed Sunday evening. It was one degree. They landed, and with all the injuries, they could not stop A.J. Dillon. On the second night of Hanukkah, A.J. Dillon had two big touchdowns, eventually left the game, and he is in the concussion protocol. Rams were hanging around late. They got a deep DPI on a 2-2 Atwell play, but Baker threw a pick here. This is to Rasul Douglas. Packers win it. Packers are alive. 24-12 with the W. They get to 6-8. Rams fall to 4-10. Here's Kayla Burton with the rookie Christian Watson. Christian, you guys able to pull this one off offensively in the beginning. It took a sec for you guys to get going. What sparked the momentum? Um, I, mean, I think it was just the consistency. I mean, we all, we all had that same energy, the same vibe. Uh, you know, regardless of, you know, the success or not, uh, we knew that, you know, our preparation throughout the week was going to carry us through. Uh, so we just kept on going, and then we started executing a little better, and it started, uh, you know, working for us a little bit better. Well, speaking of consistency, you have been a consistent rookie so far this season. Prior to this point, you've had a receiving touchdown in four straight games. How would you evaluate yourself? Um, I mean, I'm definitely, you know, happy with the success that I've had, but, um, you know, I'm ne never satisfied. You know, just got to keep on working. I know there's, uh, you know, a long way to go to be the, the, to be the player that I really want to be, uh, so it's going to keep on working. Speaking of moving on, you guys have three more games left. You know, the playoffs are still in reach for you guys. What does it take to keep this momentum going and try to win out here? I always got to keep on working one day at a time. Uh, you know, we got to win each and every day. Uh, and then obviously, you know, w you know, win each and every week. Uh, but I mean, we're focused, we're focused on one game at a time, one day at a time. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yep, they're in it. They're very much alive, and they are happy this morning in Green Bay. I think they're also realistic in Green Bay that they are going to have to win out here. They are going to have to beat the Dolphins, the Vikings, and the Lions. That would also help their strength of victory, which is one of the tiebreakers here potentially. That Lions game, who knows, maybe flexed into Sunday night, week 18. Stacey Dales, Aaron Rodgers last night says he had been looking ahead and trying to figure out the numbers and that they did what they had to do. They checked the boxes the last two weeks and got wins over teams that they knew they were better than. What's your takeaway from last night? Uh, really nothing surprised me. It really was just a matter of time, Andrew, for the Rams to be eliminated officially. And then with the Green Bay Packers, you know, maybe it's too little too late. Uh, I always believe in Aaron Rodgers. So the fact that they have three games to go and could win them out. I, yeah, Miami is obviously struggling right now. And then you look at the division. Uh, Minnesota has been up and down. And after that comeback against the Colts this past weekend, we'll see how they come out. And then Detroit, to me, right now, is the best team in the division. Uh, the two things that are constant with the Packers, their two best offensive players outside of Aaron Rodgers, the future Hall of Fame quarterback, have been the running backs. A.J. Dillon had a couple on the ground getting into the end zone. And then Aaron Jones, obviously the lone passing touchdown for Aaron Rodgers. Christian Watson is developing, and that is a good sign uh, as we look towards next year. Do they still have a shot? Sure, they still have a shot, but they have to hope that the Giants, the Commanders, and the Seattle Seahawks lose some games and again they close out the one great surprise I think that the Packers can look at is Keyshawn Nixon right and what he's done uh, in the return game eight kickoff returns this season 30 plus yards uh, that is outstanding and then he leads the NFL with four games 100 plus kick return yards so Rich Basaccia chasing him down the sideline is a good sign heading into next season but hey they still got three games to go we'll see Nice that they found a kick returner, though, in Keyshawn yeah, Nixon. Absolutely. They still have three games to go, games that Aaron Rodgers went home to rest up for, sang on the podium last night. He was tired and old, and Monday night football isn't as fun as it used to be. But he's happy they got mm. the win.
Thank you, Stacey Dales, after the Packers last night beat the Rams. All right, let's get some more news from around the NFL here from our Mike Garofolo news from Baltimore, where the Ravens, I mentioned, scored only three points this past Saturday. Mike, uh, you were there. Their fewest against the Browns since a Kyle Bowler game. And then yesterday, there were some fire Greg Roman notes left in Owings yeah. Mills outside the facility. That's always fun. Yeah, fire Greg Roman. You got fire Jonathan Gannon, who's one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. You got fire a bunch of coordinators, right? That's the notes that people love to hit. And I understand the frustration because the Ravens aren't putting up points like they used to. And Lamar Jackson not being out there certainly is a factor. We can't overlook that. Uh, but Greg Roman is the one that really uh, put together this offense to really take advantage of what the Baltimore Ravens do, what Lamar Jackson do, what, what does, what... Tyler Huntley is supposed to do. Obviously, he didn't do it effectively the other day. So I'm not surprised that John Harbaugh is standing by uh, Greg Roman and supporting him. Harbaugh has been uh, a guy who's been a staunch supporter of many of his assistants over the years. So the hope is just go back to the drawing board, get Lamar Jackson back if you can, and hopefully work out of this rut. All right, and they hope to get him back maybe this week, but that is still very much in the air for Saturday. Also up in the air for Saturday is Ryan Tannehill's status, Mike. Yeah. What Mike Vrabel say today? Yeah. Well, uh, let's go with our, what our Tom Pelissero said. Uh, he called it an uphill battle. We couldn't bother Tom to actually be here to discuss it. Lord knows what he's doing right now. Probably eating lunch, which sounds nice. I'd like to do that. Uh, but Pelissero reporting that his understanding is Tannehill, despite battling through that ankle injury the other day, and Tannehill saying it was extremely painful to do so, that probably not likely to play. So you're looking at Malik Willis returning to the starting lineup for the Tennessee Titans. They won uh, earlier this year when he started against the Houston Texans. So the hope is that uh, they'll be able to pull out a victory here. So don't expect Tannehill uh, on the field. According to Pelissero, I'm sure it's a nice salad with some grilled chicken, something like that. That sounds good right about now. The uh, best part of the show is the behind-the-scenes co-host jabs here. Right before Garofolo, yep. I'm going to read that. I'm going to read your text. You're cool with that? Right before, not all of it. Uh, came I wouldn't said, read all of it. I, I have it eaten, and I can't get out of this chair. So prepare <laughs> for a cranky hit. I don't think you were that cranky. cranky. You just took a shot was, at Tom. Was, I mean, that, that's like it a was saucy. Yeah. Uh, don't yeah. get saucy with me, Bernays. But I mean, you take a, a shot at Tom any day that ends in a Y. So, Rappaport hasn't been on the air. We can go after. Yeah, that's that's the perp. There it is, right there. There you go. That's it. Right Mike Garofolo is angry. angry. Ian's probably somewhere grilling or putting together some Instagram content. That's what he does. He's Mr. Instagram. Probably has a filter on right now. You know, with like stars floating around his head, telling you about the holiday classic Saturday, the Christmas Eve. 50th anniversary right here on NFL Network of the Immaculate Reception. Steve Weiss will tell you why it was neither immaculate nor a reception. I kid. The Raiders and oh, the Steelers. I'm wow. Kidding. I'm kidding. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
show that Buffalo defense was playing in the snow this past Saturday. They've played indoors as well. They don't care the conditions. They play well. The conditions in Chicago Saturday evening might be, or Saturday afternoon, might be snow with 40 to 50 mile an hour winds. Justin Fields knows it's a challenge either way. They have a great defense, of course. You know they've they've had a great defense, and um, you know every time I think of Buffalo, I think of last year preseason when I got you know my helmet knocked off. But um, you know they have great, great front seven. Um, you know safety's are great, of course. Michael Poyer, he's a he's a great player. Uh, you know they're Mike linebacker. He's a, he's also a good player, and they're they're D line. You know they're they're a force too, and I think their nickel's been playing pretty good too. So um, you know a great challenge for us. You know of course we're excited, and you know we're excited to see what we can do. We'll talk more about the weather a little bit later. Stacey Dale's back with us live in Chicago where everyone is lining up at the Jewel and the Osco to get all the supplies for that big storm coming on Thursday and Friday. And the Bills are coming to town. Hopefully they can get there with a mm -hmm. clinching scenario. Dale's for the AFC yes. East. Yes, because I put so much work into the board, I had to do it again. And, and well, I misspelled it on the first you one. You added Mac the ancient dolphins. <laughs> we didn't want to call you out before because you have beautiful penmanship and great artwork, but you added the ancient dolphins. Well done. Yes, thank you. The Bills have to win or tie, and they are they are the AFC East champions. The dolphins have to lose or uh, tie and they're still the champions. So just had to make it right because I did draw that freehand and I thought it was decent. I mean, for a whiteboard sketch, but listen, hey, they, they, they accomplished their first goal, the Buffalo Bills. They're in the playoffs. Now they want to get that division title and uh, they have a great shot at it because this Bears team, Jack Sanborn defensively, just headed to IR with that ankle injury. We have good news, Tevin Jenkins, that offensive lineman that went down with a very scary neck injury. Matty Bruflu said is day to day. So that is really good news. Maybe not as bad as we thought it looked, but what's concerning for me with these Buffalo Bills is their center, Mitch Morse. Uh, the heart and soul, as Josh Allen, the quarterback, calls him of this offensive line. He said that he knows all the calls, he makes all the calls, and uh, knows this offense inside and out. He's got a concussion, suffered it, suffered it in the Miami win this past Saturday. That is the sixth concussion of his career, which makes it ultra concerning for him. And maybe how long will he be out or how will this affect him moving forward? Obviously, uh, they were without uh, uh, Ryan Bates, who had an ankle injury. The hope is that he'll return this week to the right guard, maybe shift inside to center because Greg Van Roten had to step in and move into center with David Kessenberry then stepping into that right guard spot. But makeshift offensive line potentially heading into this one. This Mitch Morse one is really a concern, though, because we all know how much the Bills rely on him and need him uh, as they make a push, really not just into the playoffs, but for a Super Bowl this season. Absolutely, especially in a game that could be won on the ground if the weather yes. is that bad in Chicago. On Saturday, Matt Eberflus was asked today, have they thought about moving the game to Sunday? He said no, he hasn't heard that conversation, but the Bears are ready for any possible change to that schedule. Thank you, Stacey Dales. They're live in Chicago. Bears and the Bills coming up. Coming up in Minnesota, the Giants and the Vikings. The Giants are guaranteed, thanks to their win on Sunday night, to get in if they win out. But that schedule is not going to be easy here. First off, they have to beat the Vikings in Minnesota this coming Saturday. And if they do so, they get a couple of other things like a Lions loss, a Commanders, or a Seahawks loss. They could actually get in this 
week. We know that the Vikings got in last week. Tom Pelissero was there for it live on NFL Network. They rallied. They won somehow. They are champions of the North. But Tom, you also reporting on the sideline talked about a conversation here between Kevin O'Connell and his wide receiver Justin Jefferson when he took another hard hit, had to go to the sideline to get checked out. Um, and this has been a trend here with Justin Jefferson really getting drilled when he goes up to try to catch passes. Hey, go back a couple weeks ago, Andrew, and there were a couple of hellacious hits on Justin Jefferson in the Jets game, including one by safety Jordan Whitehead that was flagged. He was he was uh, fined later, and Jefferson somehow held on to the ball and stayed in the game. Well, then you fast forward to that game on Saturday against the Colts and the remarkable comeback. Jefferson left at one point with a chest injury, came right back in, then took a hit from Stephon Gilmore that really upset the Vikings sideline because Gilmore left his feet. He went up into his chest area to be fair to Gilmore there, but Kevin O'Connell, among others, were all saying, get him out, throw him out of the game. They want to try to protect one of the game's top players. And O'Connell talked yesterday about the fact that he does not think some of those hits are by accident, all of which plays into another conversation at a time that the Vikings are on track for the number two seed, potentially could be a Super Bowl contender. How much are you playing your guys now that you've wrapped up the NFC North, including Justin Jefferson? Well, O'Connell spoke to reporters just a few minutes ago here, said Jefferson's one of those guys who's going to fight me at every turn. He's going to want to be out there, and rightly so. He's an impactful player. He's a competitor, and he's also got Calvin Johnson's single-season receiving record in his sights. Meanwhile, speaking of bright young stars, the Giants may have one on their hands with Kayvon Thibodeau coming off the best game of his uh, short and new NFL career here uh, come this, this past weekend. Obviously, he had 12 tackles in that game, had the big sack strip fumble recovery in the end zone. Brian Dable talked about it after the game. That this is what they saw when they drafted Kayvon Thibodeau. He fell right into their lap with the fifth overall pick. The Giants think that they've got a good one. He's now going to be going after at Christian Derrissaw, the Vikings' bright young offensive tackle, coming up in this game on Saturday. Should be a fun matchup to watch as Vikings try to keep Kirk Cousins clean again so he can do similar things the way he did on the second half against the Colts, Andrew. Yeah, and by the way, just uh, you and I haven't had a chance to talk. That that was great. Where he was like, "Really, Tom? I that was that was the best comeback ever. I I need a moment." Great TV there, Tom Pelissero with genuine. the Vikings. That yeah, was real. It was real, and in the building there today. Thank you, Tom. The Vikings. There is some symmetry here. Could they be the two seed and have to go to Philadelphia in an NFC Championship game? The Eagles dealing with a quarterback injury down the stretch. I mean. What a symmetry here from five years ago. But the Vikings right now are the two seed and trying to hang on to said two seed. Giants, let's get to their side of things. As mentioned, the Giants are guaranteed a spot if they win out. Let's talk about Saquon Barkley here, who has been doing it both on and off the field. Since 2018, Saquon's donated countless hours to the Covenant House in New Jersey. It's a homeless shelter that also provides job training and social skills to the homeless and homeless kids. He is the official spokesperson for Covenant House New Jersey and the Giants 2022 Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. When I hear the phrase inspire change, the main thing that pops into my head is just giving back. I feel like that's the best way to you know, create change in the world, using your platform, using your opportunity, and trying to have a little impact on people's lives. I'm Saquon Barkley, running back for New York Giants.
when I got drafted here, I was like, okay. Hit my mom and dad, I was like, all right, what's something we can do? You know, we got contact with my agent, figured out, you know, it's Covenant House. I'm Jim White, I'm the executive director of Covenant House here in New Jersey. Covenant House, we serve homeless and runaway young people who come to us in great need. We provide them everything that we can, from housing and food and shelter and clothing, legal support perhaps, and medical support, everything they need to stabilize and then to move forward in their lives. The relationship with Saquon has just been uh, special, but it really came from Saquon. There was a point in time where I was homeless. We had struggles as a family. We got help. We know what that little impact and that little change can have on our lives and how I know how much it helped me and you know catapult me into the right direction. For someone like Saquon to believe in our young people and to care and to listen is huge wind in their sails. He's been with us over four years. Uh, he's been consistent in his care. Uh, he invites the young people to the games. He meets with them afterwards. He gives them time. The special thing is after those games, you know, I sit there and they get to ask me these questions. What would be advice to me, a young black man, or what would be advice to, um, you know, how to get your education? And like, those are the, the those are the moments I really cherish because it's one on one. It's looking in the eye. One of the greatest challenges that we have is having enough resources for the young people who need it. Covenant House is 80% privately funded. We only get 20% of our money from the government. So we have to raise money. And that's where Saquon has been a real champion for us. Collectively, he's helped us raise close to $6 million over the last four years so that we can get kids into school and support kids to stay in school and scholarships to keep them and give them opportunities in the educational world. I'm only 25, but I started this when I was 21. And at first it was like, dang, I'm really telling 20-year-olds and 18-year-olds, like, you know what, like, what's the things that they can do, like, how they can continue to uh, take that next step forward. Our young people come at a really interesting time in their life, right, as they're moving from adolescence to adulthood. So it's really important that they get the support and the nurturance they need, but also the skills. The Dove Learning Center is really uh, a special place here at Covenant House. It really helps our young people build resilience in education and work. For those on the educational path, we offer them computer and we offer them connections, and we also teach them how to use technology. We couldn't do what we do without Saquon. The words of encouragement that I have to give someone who's battling homeless is don't stop, just keep going. Um, everything happened for a reason. I know in a moment it may not make sense. There's beautiful places out there like Covenant House where you can get a fresh start and a fresh opportunity that you feel safe. As long as you continue to keep your head down and continue to work and have the right mindset, surround yourself with the right people, um, everything that you want to accomplish to, and want to achieve is still out there. For Saquon's story and more on his work in the community, right there on the screen, nfl.com slash causes slash inspire change. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you 
So just into our newsroom, as we told you yesterday would likely happen, the Colts are placing running back Jonathan Taylor on injured reserve. His season is over. The man who won the rushing title a year ago is going to finish with nearly 1,000 fewer rush yards than he did in 2021. 16 fewer touchdowns. It has not gone the Colts' way nor Taylor's way this year for a litany of reasons. But it is going the Lions' way right now. They have won six out of seven. They are even at seven and seven. And they are very much in the conversation for their first playoff trip in six years. They get the Panthers this week. I don't care who you're playing, man. To win in this league is a good thing. I don't care who it is. So uh, we found a way to win. You know, we got to win on the road again. And uh, every good, every good team I've ever been a part of, um, you do normally you do a couple of things. Not normally, you do. You you win multiple games at multiple points in a season, which we've done. We won three in a row, two different times, and you went on the road, which we're figuring out how to win on the road. So um, you know, and that's not by accident. Our guys are playing good football right now. And they are on the road again this week at Carolina. And Sam Darnold, who is going to be the starting quarterback for Steve Wilkes, the Panthers' Steve White, would have been 6-8 and eight and in first in the NFC South if they had won last week, but they could not do that. But now they have a red-hot Lions team coming in at 7-7. Seven seven. Last hour, we went through the AFC teams who we think could sneak in. What do you think about Dan Campbell's Lions? Uh, a lot. I mean, and look, you know, a lot of times you have the strength of schedule, this and that. It doesn't matter who the Lions are playing because they're playing such good football right now. Yeah, the Carolina Panthers are playing good football, their opponent this week. But the fact that the Lions can score the way they can score or manufacture points like this right here against a very good Jets defense, they are creative. They've got a little bit of that it to them. They're the hot team, right? They're the team now that we're saying, look, you really don't want to play them at this point of the season. But the fact that they're scoring points and they're getting pressure off of the edges from two rookies now, James Houston and Aiden Hutchinson. That's showing what they've done in the draft room and how they've developed these young players to mature at the right time of the season. A very dangerous football team that should they get in, and I think they will, could be something to deal with with the teams that have already won their division. Okay, so the only way in for the Lions would be as a wild card yep. because the Vikings did win the division. There is a path in, despite the loss last week, for the Panthers to win their division. You think they could pull it off after what we saw against the Steelers? Yeah, I mean, they're only, what, one one game behind in, in the yep. NFC South. And I love how their interim head coach, Steve Wilkes, I really hope gets some serious consideration for the full-time job, said after that loss to the Steelers, I don't want to hear the words playoff come out of anybody's mouth right now until we do something. The way they run the football, okay, we saw that against the Steelers, not so, I'm sorry, against the Seahawks, not so much against the Steelers, They've got an opportunity because they can take away possessions, take away clock, and pound it. But they've got to keep that run game going. Again, it was tough sledding last week. But they've got an opportunity against the Lions to run the football because the Lions are not that stout, especially on the interior. All right. The Panthers get the Buccaneers next week. The Falcons yeah. also get the Buccaneers still in the remaining three. So the Falcons, despite 5-9 and nine and last in the NFC South and five days before Christmas, the Falcons are in this. Yeah, they've got to keep winning, though, because the tiebreakers do not sit in their favor. They've got a bad division record, not a great conference record. But, you know, look, Desmond Ritter, they made the quarterback change last week, and it was really tough initially against the Saints. But as the game wore on, and they were running the ball well instead of the play action, you could see him make some things. And him and Drake London, the two rookies, 
have a great chemistry. So now he only has to go to Baltimore and try to put points on the board against that defense. Good luck. But, I mean, the fact that the Falcons play the way they do, they run the ball the way they do, the combination now of rookie Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson. Again, these young players for the Falcons are starting to emerge with the, with the opportunities they're getting at this point of the season. It's tough sledding. But, again, they're playing a Ravens team this week that can't score that well. And, again, the Falcons can run the ball even halfway as well as they did against the Ravens. They've got an opportunity to steal an upset right here if Lamar doesn't play for Baltimore. And they are down one running back as Caleb Huntley has an Achilles injury. Right. So you're not going to see him, Desmond Ritter, fewer than 100 yards passing, less than 100 yards passing last week. But there's a shot. That's all you want this time you of want. the year. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 